And then she put her phone or left her phone in the chair. All right, kiddos. Luke seven. Oh, Andrew Harrison 
some of y'all know him. He teaches seventh grade math. His wife, her back's really been uh, messed up for a while now. It's really been bothering. She's got MRI sometime this morning. So just pray that uh, the test will reveal whatever it is, maybe to get her back on the right track. Harris, pray, buddy. Dearly, Father God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I pray that you be with all the prayer Chris, and that you keep us safe throughout this week. We will pray and wine in the sermon today. Amen. Amen. Hey, first service was supposedly pretty exciting. Um, Bruce Long got baptized. Who else got baptized? Lanny. Lanny got baptized? Mm -hmm. And Jeremy Grossman. That was the one I couldn't remember, Jeremy Grossman. He was still trying to get a hold of Lanny. He never told me if he did or not. So, yeah. Lanny got baptized. Jeremy Grossman got baptized. Yes, he missed it. And uh, Harper got saved. Yes, so, it's pretty cool. What? Yes, he missed it. Missed what? Lanny get baptized. Oh. <laughs> By the luck of the draw, you were there. So, <laughs> here we go. That was a shot. I felt it over here. Uh, he'll feel it later. Well, just saying. Yeah, I wasn't even there on time. Mom was late, so. Amanda made them late and they missed it. Oh, Lord. Was it funny or something? Funny or something? No. What was she doing? I, I, would, call, I would just call a small people right. there and say, yes. Yeah, Here we go. Chapter 7, verse 1. Um, if you don't mind to read, I'll start with you. If you don't want to read, just kick it to Macy and we'll roll around. Now when he had ended all of his sayings in the audience, he could be entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and was, and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion, centurion, uh, sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy thou uh, shouldest enter under my roof. For I also am a man that under authority, having under my soldiers, and I say unto one go and he goeth, and to another come and he cometh, and to my servant do this and he did. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well healed and sick. Now it happened the day after he went. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his discipline—sorry, uh, disciples—went with him and a large crowd. Can't read today. <laughs> when he came near the gate of the city, behold, 
a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. A TV timeout. A dead man was being carried out. Now, back in the day, the funeral procession was held on the exact same day. You're good. On the exact same day of the death. Does anybody know why? You know, like here, you normally wait like three days. That's a good guess. I like that. I guess that's a stink. It did start to stink back in the day. They didn't have all that fancy clothes to suck everything out. But um, it was because if you did not carry out the procession on the same day and the house and the body was left wherever overnight, that house was then considered from there on out to be unclean. Because the cemetery most of the time was outside the city gates. They didn't have any cemeteries inside where everybody hung out. So if the body was passed that day, the body needed to be moved that day. And all funeral arrangements were to happen that same day. You're talking about a bang, 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 bang day. Wow. I mean, can you imagine this? Hey, so-and-so just passed. All right, let's put the oils on them, wrap them, get them carried out. We got to go. Um, Things have definitely changed in that sense. Roll on. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, What is wrong? Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And when Jesus touched that coffin, he basically was symbolizing or telling people that that uh, gentleman in the coffin was ceremonial clean. So y'all know. Okay. <coughs> then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited, us, er, visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. Then disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things, and John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, When the men were come unto him, he said, John, baptizes us unto thee, saying, Art thou? He that should come or look for another. John's uh, uncertainty back then was because Jesus didn't really show at that moment in time yet that he was like the conquering Messiah. So John was kind of uncertain about where to stand, if you would. Roll Jesus answered and said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things we have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the dead healed, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. And tell him, God bless you, sir, do not turn away because of me.
But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who are <coughs> gorgeously apparelled and live in luxury are in king's court. But what went ye out to see? For to see a prophet, yeah. Yea, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet. But this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I say unto you. Time out. Man, you're fast. Good job. Back in 27, uh, right there, it was saying that uh, John the Baptist was is basically the Elijah figure, if you will, that's going to, uh, says, who will prepare your way before you? It's kind of showing the way of the gospel, all right? Uh, so, John the Baptist was the Elijah figure at that particular moment in time. Go ahead. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when we all, <clears throat> and when all the people heard him, even the tax collectors justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken? Liken the men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like unto children sitting in the marketplace, and calling one to another, saying, We have pipes, pipe, pipes, we have eaten pipes, unto you, and ye have not been, we have mourned to you, and ye have not wept. So, if we back up just a bit, it's alright, you can say there. Uh, the Pharisees rejected baptism, therefore they were kind of rejecting John. Um, you know, you have a lot of people that question these days about baptism. Um, me, I got saved, but I'm just nervous. I don't want to go in front of people. Is baptism important? My answer to you is baptism is very important because Jesus himself did it. And it is the greatest way as a brand new believer for you to preach and proclaim that Jesus is now the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in your life. Um, so, a lot of people that thought they were saved when they were younger, you know, would have got saved and baptized. Well, I've already been baptized. Well, no, not if you got saved later in life because baptism, it's called believer's baptism. So it needs to be on the correct side of salvation. Uh, so if you got baptized before you truly got saved, you basically just got wet. Alright? Um, so if you've ever been saved, I encourage you and challenge you to get baptism on the correct side of salvation. Because as you all know, you just get saved once. Um, so if that's you, then, you know, I just encourage you to do it. Don't be like the Pharisees and reject it. Uh, Jesus did it, so it's obviously pretty important. Uh, 
all right? And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. She stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed him with now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Now, oh, sorry, read this verse. Ha ha. Forty is what I want. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say to unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. All right, I have something to say. So Jesus' reply indicates that he knew the reputation of the woman, correct? He knew her lifestyle. There was <coughs> nothing she was hiding or getting away with. Maybe some of you all have been attempting to hide and get away with stuff. Guess what? Jesus knows your lifestyle. You might be tricking your parents. Uh, pull the wool over my eyes, Pastor Wayne's eyes, Becky's eyes. Emily's eyes, whoever, for a while. But the one that really matters, King Jesus knows. The lifestyle, the, the little things that you're attempting to get away with, uh, that you think nobody really uh, cares about, or this is the way I attempt to look at it because it helps my brain. I'm going to use Baby Charlie for an example, okay? Just because Baby Charlie looks. And how would I feel if my little niece, Baby Charlie, who is two years old, came out and she just decided to start busting the us all over the place? I probably wouldn't like it too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, the deal in the scripture, we never reach an age where that language is okay. He never says, hey, once you hit 50 years old, it's okay to, to have a four-letter word vocabulary all the time. Nowhere in the scripture doesn't say that. When it comes to, if I found baby Charlie with a big brewski in her hand, you know, a big beer. It's like, yeah, Charlie, drink it up. Whoa. No. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that once baby Charlie hits a certain age, that's okay. Uh, we've had a young man who, who's been staying with us for a while. Um, well, he made it like three and a half weeks, I guess. Now he's kind of went back home. Uh, Marky, 
and uh, you know he's depending on who he's around they encourage him to drink and, and to vape and uh, do tobacco and all this other stuff I told him as long as you're at my house that's not my house and he kept saying Brad I'm addicted well he went three and a half weeks without any of it so obviously there's not much of an addiction there but same thing with baby Charlie. Would I want her running around smoking it up and doing all this other stuff? No. So where do we get the ideas that it's okay to start doing that stuff? The world we live in. What happens when you turn 21? What are you allowed to do? Anybody know what's, what happens when you turn 21? Legally drink. Legally drink according to the world. According to the scripture, can you legally drink? No. Jesus knows your lifestyle. Uh, I mean, look at the world. The, the world we live in, you know, it, it started. It seemed like one of the biggest pushers back in the day was Target and then the whole new bathroom situations that they're trying to create. You know, God plainly addresses all this stuff. The world we live in will keep going the way it's going. Therefore, we have to choose a side to take a stand on. Uh, <coughs> just like this woman, though, she made a choice. It was the wrong choice. Jesus knew her lifestyle, so she had a rotten reputation. But what was God more interested in? Her reputation? Or the fact that she could receive some grace from God to start leading people to Christ. Part two, right? He knew she messed up. Everybody, let's be real. Everybody in here has messed up. Some way, somehow. Because it finally tells us, you know, that we're all sinners. There's not anybody in here that's just the golden child. Alright? So... We've all messed up. But Jesus is more interested in giving you grace so you can get on the correct side and do what he wants you to do. And you not to continue down the same old rock path. 52 people have received Christ through three days. Three days? Four. Uh, so, with that being said, there's a lot of change that's happened. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of people that's decided, you know what? I don't want to play games anymore. And I want to know that I know that I know that I want to get this thing right. So my question to you is, maybe you know that you've got it right. But what what is your lifestyle preaching? What, what are you... You know, these days and times, lots of times, you don't have to say nothing. It can be something as simple as something that you're wearing will tell somebody where your heart is. You hear people say, a sin is a sin. <coughs> doesn't matter what the sin is, it's a sin. But the whole purpose is <clears throat> to turn from the sin or to 
to not live in it, to not make it a lifestyle. And and we're all going to mess up. After we're Christians, we're all going to mess up every single day. There were several situations that happened yesterday, just in our world, that I could easily refer back to the play, and I would say, oh, we just saw that on Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, I think there was like three or four different scenes that probably could have happened in our world. Uh, so, we never know. So, my challenge to you this day, according to Luke 7... We're going to quit. I know it's got 50 verses, but we're going to, we're going to end where we're at. Um, attempt to fix your lifestyle. Um, I promise you don't want to bring any more rotten stuff in your life. Life is tough enough. Attempt to keep your nose clean. I know, you know, you hear people say all the time that, uh, you know, like when we do True Love Weights rallies and stuff, I had a youth pastor come up to me this year. And he said, why do you still have True Love, True Love Weight stuff? I said, why would we not? <coughs> and he said, well, you know they're not going to stay clean and pure. He said, you know these kids are they're doing whatever they want to do. He said, you know that there's not going to be one of them. By the time they graduate, they can say, hey, I'm a virgin. I've not done that. And I looked at him and I said, I'm doing it for the one. Because there's going to be one that decides to get it right and to keep it clean. And maybe it's somebody that's already messed up. But that don't mean, just like the woman, Jesus knows your reputation. But Jesus also knows if you give in to his will. That reputation can be gone, and people can start seeing a new you through Christ. But it's not something you can talk a good game about, because when it comes to Scripture, you need to be walkie-walkie, not just talkie-talkie. Does anybody talk a good game? The real people are the ones that walk it. Clara posted a little meme a while back for Kenny. <laughs> that said something like, in this house we don't believe in divorce, we get angry, we get mad, something, and it said, but we go to bed and we try again tomorrow. And that's basically how you all have to live every day, is you, you're going to mess up, but the next day, make it new and, and try to live across the next day. Try to do better. Try to make the same mistakes. That's, that's all he's asking of us, is that for us to have that strive within us. Question. It's 1021. I'm guessing we'll start at 1045 over there. I never was told otherwise. Um, so you've got at least 20 minutes to blow it up or whatever you need to do. And then if you don't mind, just please, please try to be in the sanctuary by the time it's ready to roll. Thank you tremendously for coming out. We love you all very much.
you're free to go.